All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Daily Faceoff Podcast comes courtesy of the Nation Network. Here's your host, Brock Segan, with Dylan D. Berthium and Michael Beebs Bondi. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Season 8, Episode 11 of the Daily Faceoff Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Brock Segan. With me, I've got Beebs Bondi. Beebs, how's it going? Hope you had a good, good weekend. It's Monday morning. We uh, we picked up a couple W's again in fantasy hockey. Um, I'll, I'll specify that one because there's other fantasy sports we, uh, we might have lost in, but... Um, yeah, it, it's good. It's great when you wake up, you look over, you see, wow, we're still undefeated. And uh, and then you go and look, and Brock has an article out, and you go and pick up some of the guys in that article, and you just feel right confident about the week. So I'm feeling good this week. Um, ready to go 3-0 and in all my leagues. I uh, I, t- I suffered a really tough defeat in week one in my league of record. I had the second most points for in the league Ooh. and lost. And then last week, uh, this past, like yesterday, I decided to stream Martin Jones and James Reimer. Martin Jones left me in a bit of a hole. James Reimer came through. I won by 0.1. I'm not even kidding. Like I was going to ask, there hasn't been a stat correction there? There's not been a stat correction. It was like, it had me winning by 0.3, then it dropped to 0.1. I'm like, oh my God. So I ended up holding on for my first W. But I had like, again, this week, I had the third most points for in the league and the guy I played against had the second most. So oh. I uh, two tough battles to start the season. If and then my other league... That- I, I put up the second most points in the league and lost again. I'm 0-2 in the one league. I have the most dominant team ever, but the two teams I played week one and week two are off to like 
just just ridiculous weeks both times. I'm like, well, this is a uh, this is a tough schedule to start yeah. the season. You've pissed off the fantasy gods. You, um, I would start, you know, doing some things to get back on their good side there, Brock, because clearly, um, but clearly you're not totally on their bad side because if not, you would have lost that other matchup by one point. Yeah. So, so you're not totally in the doghouse. But um, no, that's a tough way to go. I think it's a good reminder for a lot of people. You know, look at your points for on your team. Look at look at some of the stats that are that are showing there. If you are zero and two, it's not the end of the world. Long season. Um, yeah, very, very long season. And if you got a team like Brock's where it's good and you really like it, but you are 0 2, there's no need to, you know, make some crazy trades or drop anyone, um, do anything too wild. You know, you'll just, you'll, things will, things will even out in the wash. They always do. Yeah. Um, all right. We shouldn't talk too much about our personal lives or anything other than fantasy Never. hockey because we got a one star uh, review on our on our apple podcast thing because um, apparently somebody did not like that we talked about where the new york islanders arena was located for about 60 seconds i was just genuinely curious i, I didn't know and then we just talked about it on on air for for 35 seconds and it earned us a one-star review so let's just focus back in on fantasy hockey before we get another uh, ugly review i really we'll work uh, on our arena geography yeah, my bad. We'll just do that on our off time. Clearly, um, can't be doing that on the show because that that's just unacceptable. Uh, all right. So, in case you didn't, um, you missed any of last week's episodes, uh, Wednesdays and Fridays, um, and you're like, "Whoa, why is there a DFO podcast coming out on Monday?" We are doing three episodes per week now: Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, Beebs and I will be holding down the fort for just uh, two of them, and then we'll be doing a full show with Dylan. Um, on Fridays. It's actually going to change a little bit this week. We're actually doing our full show with Dylan on Wednesday and a shorter show on Friday. So uh, a little bit different look um, Mondays and, and the ones with just me and Beebs are going to be a little bit shorter, a little bit quicker to the point, just kind of breaking down some of the, the important news of the, of the weekend and stuff like that. So uh, let's break into that right now. And we're going to start with Josh Norris shoulder injury. Um, the Senators came out to say today that Norris is going to miss at least a couple of weeks. Um, Norris hurt his shoulder against the Coyotes on Saturday. Um, they are basically just saying he's out a couple of weeks at the very least right now. They're actually still awaiting results of his MRI to kind of determine exactly how long he's going to be sidelined. So at the very least, it's going to be a few weeks, which is not great. Um, if you're a Josh Norris owner, uh, luckily, I guess if you were going to lose um, somebody on your team, at least it's a strict center. Um, it's a little bit easier to uh, replace a strict uh, strict center. So it shouldn't be too much of an issue. And I think the first name you want to probably look at if you lost uh, Josh Norris is Shane Pinto. Um, we were kind of expecting Pinto to maybe move up right into um, Norris's spot on that second line, but they came out with their, uh, lines before the or during their morning skate this morning, and it's actually Derek Broussard going to be making his season debut with Giroux and to bring at. And, and, and honestly, I'm not totally surprised because Shane Pinto, uh, Matthew Joseph, and Tyler Mott has been such a good third line for them that I don't think that they really want to break them up. Um, Pinto comes into Monday's action with goals in four straight games. Uh, he has four goals, one assist, five points in five games on the season. 12 shots on goal. He's obviously shooting 33.3%. His on-ice shooting is 16.3%. So some red flags. Obviously, he's not going to be an 82-point player this year, but uh, it's a it's an encouraging start nonetheless, and it's so encouraging that I actually bet him to win the Calder this morning at plus 2,000 mm. because I, I, I thought that he would maybe fill in for Norris, and, like, it's just one game. It's one morning skate. He still could, uh, but 
I was like, man, if Norris misses an extended period of time and he's playing with Tabrinkat and Jabru, this is some really good value on him at plus 2,000. So the fact that Broussard's there is a little bit upsetting, but I think Pinto makes an interesting addition right now. Yeah, I don't think, uh, like you said, you know, Broussard's more just a placeholder than anything else. Um, I mean, if he wasn't in the lineup any of the other games, it's not like he's going to take the world by storm jumping in there now. Um, but just goes to show his veteran presence that he can jump in that lineup at that time. Kind of sucks for uh, for the likes of Pinto. But we are talking about a guy who you know, has done relatively well at every level. He had 32 points in his last 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 season in the NCAA in 28 games. We rarely see guys go over a point per game in the NCAA. When it does happen, it's usually, uh, you know, someone to take take looks at, a guy like Matt Boldy, uh, stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I, I like Pinto here. I think with a little bit more minutes, he can, he can show what he can do. But unfortunate for us, uh, those four goals in five games has people looking at him already on fantasy uh, waiver wires prior to the Norris injury. But if he is still there, um, I think, like you he's said, he's 13% owned at the moment. Perfect. So you got about 87% of leagues where, you know, you, you could go find him. And uh, with this show coming out this afternoon, it uh, you should still be there. So, um, yeah, no, I like him as a fill-in. Like Brock said, all it takes is a, is him just to move up there. And, and it could be happening by halfway through the first period if uh, DJ Smith doesn't like what he's seeing from Broussard. So kind of kind of sucks when a guy plays so well that he stays on the third line. But. At the same time, there's no one else who looks more ready to, to jump up that lineup. And, uh, and I, I like Pinto a lot. Um, this is actually his third NHL season, too, which is kind of crazy. Granted, he's only played 22 career games, but third time he's touched ice. So he's, you know, more than some of these other young guys, he's, he's a little bit of a, of, of a veteran. Um, but yeah, no, I, I like him a lot there. If, uh, if you did lose Norris and you want to take a look at the waiver wire beyond Shane Pinto, um, some of the names that are higher owned but are, are, are terrific additions right now, Matty Bermier is for Seattle, 45%. Uh, Nico Heischer, we talked about him last week. You wrote him up. He's up to 42%. He's off to a great start. I actually wrote him in my streaming articles, which Grab we'll talk about morning. a little bit later in the show. Um, David Krejci still just 28%. Looks solid. Dawson Mercer's playing with Jack Hughes. He's 20%. He's got center right wing eligibility. Uh, Cole Perfetti, we'll talk about him a little bit later as well. He's got center right wing eligibility, 15% owned. Um, you can keep kind of moving your way down the list. And then you got Pinto at 13. There's a lot of names out there um, that you could we could keep going on and on. But yeah, you should have no problem finding a replacement uh, for him. Even Jack Roslovich, 5% owned, had a nice weekend. Uh, seems to be, you know, some instant chemistry there with with Kent Johnson and, and Jakob Borchek. So uh, he's somebody that looks kind of interesting as well. So um, I will say personally with these injuries, what I'm kind of doing is I'm starting to use one of those spots as just a streaming spot. So if you want to do that, um, don't be afraid. You don't necessarily have to lock any of these guys in. And if you're in a league, uh, I'm in one with seven pickups a week. So why not use one a day um, and get a little bit of production out of uh, each spot? Just, just a, 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 you know, a little fallback solution on top of all those names that are legit, all, all good waiver wire pickups. Well, especially now that you've got our show coming at you um, three times a week, we're literally going to be giving you streaming options like throughout the week. You know, mon- Monday, we're going to be talking uh, about streaming options that you can start your week with Monday, Wednesday, and then streaming options on Friday, Sunday. So, uh, yeah, if you've got some streaming spots, if you've got lots of pickups available at your disposal, then you might as well, you know, be maxing them out. I, I personally am like, it, it all depends how your team's built, but like I lost my first week in my league of record because uh, I was scared to stream people because I was just, I didn't want to let go of some of the high upside picks that I had before seeing too much. So I'm, you know, you've got to be a little bit patient, but then once you, you know, now that we're two, three weeks into the season, you can start to kind of see, um, you know, where people might fall and then 
you can make some some moves and some streaming options accordingly. Um, I just mentioned Cole Perfetti, and he's interesting right now because Nikolai Ehlers landed on injured reserve uh, on the weekend. He's expected to miss some time. They haven't really come out and said exactly what's going on or how long he's going to be out, but I would imagine we'll get some some more information soon. But regardless, at least for this week, uh, Cole Perfetti, 15% own. Looks like a solid pickup. Perfetti had a really nice week last week. He comes into Monday on a three-game point streak, a goal, and three assists um, in in uh, his last three games. He's playing on a line with Pierre-Luc Dubois and Blake Wheeler. Really, really nice spot. He's obviously a, a highly touted prospect coming into the NHL. And, uh, yeah, the, the Jets have a really nice schedule this week as well, the way it, it lines up for them. Uh, um, sorry, I'm just trying to pull it up here. Yeah, they've got Monday against the Blues. Um, Thursday against the Kings, which like those for like the first matchup against the Blues isn't great. And then Thursday is obviously a busy night, but then you've got Friday, Sunday against Arizona and Vegas. So if you pick Perfetti up today, you can get him in your lineup at least three times this week. He's still going to be playing in that top six. If you're in a deeper league as well, uh, Mason Appleton has been the guy that has replaced Nick, uh, Nick Ehlers on the top line with Mark Shifley and Connor, uh, Kyle Connor. So it's kind of uncertain if that's the permanent solution for him, but he did have two assists and seven shots on goal playing nearly 18 minutes a night in that spot during last week. Um, also while we're recording now, the jets are on the ice for their uh, game day skate at the moment. And Appleton remains on that top line. And we've actually seen them shuffle their power play units. And the top power play unit is Connor Shifley, Appleton, Morrissey, and Pionk. Ooh. Uh, actually, you know what? That might not be the power play. Hold on. Stand by. That's kind of a weird tweet that they put out. Let me just double check that information. Uh, yeah. In the meantime, no, it's, it, it is it is their top power play oh. unit. Um, their second power play unit. I was confused because when I looked at the second power play unit, Brendan Dillon is on it. So I was like, what is happening? <laughs> this, can't be, stud. this cannot be their power play units, but it, it truthfully is. They've got Wheeler, Dubois, Perfetti, Nate Schmidt, and Brendan Dillon on the on the second power play unit. So when I read that, I'm like, there's something's wrong. Um, but no, those are currently their power play units. Yeah. No. Um, you know how much we love guys who touch top power play units and uh if if appleton's doing that i thought for a second you're gonna say perfetti is and i was just gonna start going even more nuts on how much i love that guy right now um if if any of you follow or look at anything jets beat reporters they are full-on in for perfetti and and you really you can't blame them uh sorry to step away from it appleton and go back there but this is a guy who put up 111 points in 61 junior games he has a scoring touch we got to see it with his first goal uh just having the options around him i, I believe wheeler went cross ice to him for a 1d um off his back foot that was just unreal and and, and if you could score like that with you know perennial seven 70 assist players like uh blake wheeler around you and pld who can just drive play the guy's a horse out there um, I think Pervetti's in a very, very, very nice spot. I think he's one who uh, who we should almost consider putting Calder money on. Um, but, I mean, there's a lot of those guys this year. But then, as you said, you know, Mason Appleton. This is a guy who I think a lot of people can sneak through in leagues and, and put out there and get some decent production while he's on those top lines. And uh, and he also – he's kind of the the banger on that line, the guy who's, who's out there to just, you know, make sure that Winnipeg keeps the puck. So – um, I like him in, in almost all style leagues as, as a sneaky play. If you're in a deeper league, um, these are both really good options. We're kind of starting to see, um, players who get hurt players step in. Um, and then those players that step in are out weighing other players that we originally liked to start the year. So, um, it's all about opportunity. And I think both these guys are in a great spot. Um, Perfetti better player. Um, I expect a better year, but Appleton in the better position and, uh, on that top power play. So you mentioned it, he's just going to be sitting 
ass front in front of that net. So it is, it is definitely Perfetti is the clear option here, but um, you know, 0% own Mason Apple is, is available for, for everybody there. Um, and as you mentioned, a little bit more helpful in banger leagues as well, had five hits on Saturday against the Maple Leafs. He's averaging over two hits per game right now. So if you can chip in a little bit of, uh, a couple shots, a couple hits, and maybe some points while playing with Connor and Shifley, then he would be a, a nice banger league pickup this week. Um, Brad Marchand continues to progress in his recovery towards um, his season debut. The Bruins have just looked terrific. The Bruins look so good, even without McAvoy, even without Marchand. They have been just outstanding. So when Marchand comes back, it's going to be just a massive boost. Um, I think, obviously, like he's on LTIR, so people are, you know, you, it, it, you have to understand that he's not going to be back really anytime soon. Uh, in fact, the Bruins uh, head coach come out and said that Marshawn is still kind of just on track for his American Thanksgiving end of November return that they had talked about prior. So he's really, to me, it seemed like he was ahead of schedule, but they kind of just are pumping the brakes saying, Hey, look, he, he looks good. It's great to have him back, but let's, you know, He's still coming off double hip surgery. Let's just kind of pump the brakes here and, and he'll be back by Thanksgiving. We're happy with yeah. that. And and really there's the way they're playing. There's no reason to rush him back, right? Like make sure that they're both hundred percent when you get Mac boy March on back in the lineup. Cause they're playing great without him anyway. Yeah, no. Yeah. I, uh, it was kind of encouraging news. We got to see him on power play one in practice the other day. And I think that's really what made people jump up and get so excited. Then the coach came out and said, well, why would I put him anywhere else? I'm trying to get him back to, you know, his regular self. So he just felt that, you know, giving him a little bit of, of time on the ice with a, with a man advantage was a way to go about it. Um, but uh, I know that we are kind of looking into Marshawn Daly and uh, he's currently 89% owned in Yahoo leagues. And I believe that that's probably because there's about 11% of leagues that are like six team leagues or 18 leagues, a little bit smaller. But if he is out there, um, if you are in any of those 11% leagues, I think now is the time to grab him. Uh, you got about a month to let him marinate on your IR and then uh, and then just just pop off with us because uh, me and Brock both own him in almost all our leagues. And uh, and and yeah, uh you know, it kind of, like you said, it, it sucks that Boston is doing so well. If they were struggling right now for us fantasy owners, we would be pumped because I think they would push this a little bit, a little bit more forward. But you now Boston's a wagon and uh, they're going to become even more of a wagon with Brad. But yeah, they have absolutely zero reason to, to rush them. We're almost seeing a Pittsburgh Penguins like Malkin situation throughout the year where they're just like, eh, we need you for the playoffs. So, you know, take your time. I just want to correct uh, what I said. According to Cap Friendly, Brad Marshall's just on regular IR, so he can come back basically whenever. So he could still end up returning uh, ahead of schedule, I suppose. Uh, it's Charlie McAvoy is on LTIR. According to Cap Friendly, they're never wrong, so I will buy it. Um, so I guess Marshawn could be back because if he had to miss 10 games on LTIR, that would put him out until at least uh, November the 3rd. So I guess there's a glimmer of hope he could be back earlier. That's my mistake. Um, just regular IR for Brad Marchand, LTIR for Charlie McAvoy. Uh, Jakob Verona was somebody we kind of just glossed over uh, last week. He He's obviously, there's no timeline for his return um, to the Detroit Red Wings. He was added um, to the NHL, NHL PA player assistance program. There's really no other information as to what's going on uh, with the Verona, but he, um, according to the NHL's website, Verona will be unavailable for the club for an indefinite period of time while he receives the care from player assistance program in NHLPA. So that's all we really know. Um, we wish Jakob Verona all the best, but last week because Verona and Tyler Bertuzzi was out, we said on this show, go out and pick up Dominic Kubelik. He is 3% owned. 
we said that on Wednesday. It is now Monday, so five days What's later. And Kubalik is up to 30% owned. Uh, he has one, two, three goals and five assists in his last four games. He's up to eight points, three goals, five assists in five games on the season. Uh, so very, very good start for uh, Kubalik. In fact, it is the best start in a Detroit like Red Wings history. Um, let me just read this. Dominic Kubalik boasted his point, boosted his point totals to eight points through the first five games of the Red Wings. The last skater to record more points uh, through the first five games of their career with the franchise was Paul Coffey in 1993. So historic start for Kubalik in Detroit. Uh, I think it'd be kind of crazy to expect him to maintain shooting a 21% shooting percentage on a shooting percentage is 18%. So there's certainly red flags, but we're not expecting Kubalik to finish the season with 120 points. Uh, anyway, so you don't have to worry about that. As long as you know the rates don't just completely crater, then you're fine. Uh, again, we saw this guy score 30 goals in 68 games in his rookie season playing with Patrick Kane. And while Tyler Bertuzzi is out, it, it seems to be he's going to get that full-time look with Dylan Larkin. Uh, we saw that it was David Perron playing on that line on Friday, and then it was back to Lucas Raymond on Sunday. So it doesn't really matter. Both very highly talented wingers um, on the other side. So Kubelik looks really good thus far. And hopefully you got in on him when we suggested him last Wednesday, because since then his own percentage is up 27%. Yeah, it's super, super um, encouraging stats. He got four power play points in that time. It just, it just, he's, he's etching himself into that Detroit power play. He could have had another one too. And Gibson absolutely robbed him point blank. Like the save from Gibson was one of the finest saves I've seen in a long time. Like it was just pure larceny. Like, Kubelik really should have had another power play goal. Feels so bad for Gibson. Still finishes with a below 900 save percentage after that game, playing so well. But um, yeah, it, it's a uh, Kubelik right now. I mean, there wasn't a better streaming option last week. I don't think that we could say that you could have grabbed. And, and at three percent, I think a lot of people might have been laughing because they like you know you I want to grab a guy who's at forty, but um, this is someone who's proving you know in that situation that he can perform and while he is you definitely want to jump on that like brock said you know like it could end at any time but he's a streaming option so when that happens we go on to the next one that we suggest and uh and and we keep moving on but yeah i i I like this guy a lot i think something we have to mention as well is i've seen a lot of dropping of lucas raymond in leagues that's one where i'm gonna need to say pump the brakes very hard i actually got a notification on yahoo this morning saying so and so so many leagues have dropped lucas raymond he's down um, to 71 percent, which is crazy just hang on to lucas raymond if you're there and i imagine some people are almost grabbing public instead of raymond um which is a little bit crazy uh so guys starting a little bit slow it's all right we're still talking about you know someone who we came to the season incredibly excited about and things haven't changed as far as, you know, playing time in that. So it's going to be a matter of time, I think, for Raymond until he starts clicking. We're seeing Cider obviously start a little slow. But while those guys are starting slow, Kubelik's going crazy. So, uh, so yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Lucas Raymond's actually uh, increased his shot volume from last season. He's on pace for over 200 shots this year. Uh, If he shot the same 12.5% that he shot last year, he'd end up with 27 goals. Uh, He's got an on-ice shooting percentage of just 7%. So, um, better things coming for Lucas Raymond, certainly a good buy low option right now. Uh, but realistically, like everything he's done to date, uh, other than shooting 0% is exactly on pace with what he did a season ago. He's on pace for 33 assists. He had 34 last year. He's on pace if he shoots 12.6% for 26 goals. So a slight bump in goals from last year, but everything is basically in line with where it was last year. And he shot 0% with 
uh, 7% on a shooting percentage. Certainly better uh, days ahead for Lucas Raymond. If he's being dropped in your league, rush to the waiver wire and scoop him up. And if you want to buy low on him, I think that now is the perfect time because things are going to get better. That Red Wings power play especially looks improved with David Perron in the mix. So, uh, you know, you should be able to rely on even more power play production from Lucas Raymond this season as well. Uh, Not really... Huge news, but uh, good news for for Patrick Line owners. He is continues to practice, continues to kind of ramp up his uh, activities in in his rehab. And the Blue Jackets are headed to Finland for um, another one of those European showcase contests. Um, and Patrick Line expects to be there and playing on November fourth and fifth. So uh, you're lo- likely looking at no. Patrick Laine for the rest of this week, but by next weekend, he should be back in the Blue Jackets lineup. So pretty good news there. I think that he is returning a little bit earlier than we kind of anticipated he would be back, which is obviously great. He scored a goal in his only game uh, with Johnny Gaudreau, and mm-hmm. we you know, obviously wanted to see where that could go. Uh, his original timetable was three to four weeks. So uh, a little bit, I guess, the he's, fin- he's returning at the front end of that three to four week timeline if he returns next weekend in Finland. So good news there for Patrick Laine. Um, all right, now let's move over to the full streaming uh, option schedule. Like I said, I do this every single Monday morning. I release a strength of schedule. So basically it, it takes a look at who plays the most games, but also who plays the easier opponents. It's all broken down by defensive metrics. So who's going, which teams have the best chance to produce offense. So how many uh, scoring chances, expected goals, and, and how good are the goalies on the opposing teams. And it breaks it down on a score from zero to a hundred gives you the best team with the best schedule um, in terms of strength of schedule, but then also easily breaks down how many games are on each day. So you can identify which teams have the uh, fewest games uh, or have the games on the nights with the fewest games. So are you know, the best streamers, as we've talked about before, mm-hmm. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. And that holds true again this week. Um, if you want a quick preview here of the strength of schedule uh, this week, the Chicago Blackhawks have a, actually have the easiest schedule, but they play Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. So you're not really going to be looking to stream anybody from the Blackhawks, not only because their schedule is bad, but they're just really still not that great. They have one three in a row. They are scoring goals, but, um, you know, let's, let's be honest here. Pump the brakes. I, I don't think we're going to be super excited about streaming Tyler Johnson against the Panthers, Oilers, Sabres, and Wild, regardless of how poor some of those teams have been defensively thus far. Uh, the Maple Leafs have the second easiest schedule on the week. They do play on Monday and Sunday. The other two games are on Thursday and Saturday. So uh, you might get two games out of a streaming option for the Leafs, but the best one there is Nick Robertson at 24%, really the only one worth targeting. He's pretty, uh, you know, probably rostered in most, most you know, 12-team leagues. But if he's still available on your wire, he's a nice streaming option this week. He's still skating on a line with John Tavares and William Nylander. That line's averaged 3.3 expected goals, four for 60, 44 scoring chances, four for 60. Uh, so really good news there uh, for Robertson if he's available in your league at 24%. The Vegas Golden Knights also have a nice schedule this week. They play on Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Sunday. So you'll easily get uh, their streaming options in at least three times this week. And their top streaming options are Riley Smith and Phil Kessel. They just happen to be playing on a line with Jack Eichel. Uh, Riley Smith hasn't really done a whole lot offensively, but he's averaging 3.8 shots per game so far this season. He's act, he's actually not fired fewer than three shots in a single game. So that's encouraging news. You know, he's not going to leave you with a complete donut on the night. So um, I, I like Riley Smith at 17% rostered. Again, 
that uh, Eichel Smith Castle line currently averaging 2.6 expected goals for per 60 and 38 scoring chances for per 60. So that's impressive. If Smith isn't available, Kessel's a fine option as well. Uh, decent consolation prize. Quiet start to the season so far. Isn't the volume shooter that he would used to be in his career, but he's still averaging over two shots per game at 2.2 right now. Again, still skating with that uh, that really good line with Eichel and Riley Smith and you know, being able to get him in your lineup for sure on Monday, Friday, Sunday is good news there. So Phil Kessel, 12% roster. We talked about Perfetti and Mason Appleton early in the show. They've got a pretty easy schedule this week as well. I think their schedule ranks at around seventh. They play Monday, uh, Thursday, Friday, Sunday. So you know you're going to be able to get them in your lineup. As I said earlier, they got the Coyotes on Friday, which is great news um, as well. So they look solid. And then lastly, the New Jersey Devils. We talked about them a little bit already as well. Nico Heischer, 39% owned. I think actually since I wrote this this morning, he's up like 3%. So yep. hopefully that's because people were reading this article and scooped Nico Heischer up instantly. So I think he's up to 42% now. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, likely not available in a lot of listeners' leagues. But if they, if he is, he, he's got six points through his uh, first four games. He's nearly doubled his shot volume uh, from a season ago. Heischer... You know he's going to play massive minutes every single night. He's currently on a line with Palat and Jesper Bratt. Bratt's looked fantastic. Palat seems like a really nice fit there. They're currently averaging 2.8 expected goals, 4 per 60, and 40 scoring chances, 4 per 60 um, on the season. So um, pretty good news for Nico Heischer. Dawson Mercer, 19% owned. He's skating on a line with Jack Hughes. Um, We've also seen Dawson Mercer increase his shot volume from 6.8 shots per 60. to 11 shots for 60 Ooh. so yeah his shot volume has like nearly doubled on the season so that's impressive um and then mercer hughes sharon govich um have played together quite a bit in the past they've averaged 35 scoring chances four per 60 so pretty good news uh for that line and then obviously sharon govich as well um I prefer Mercer, but if you can get Sharon Govich, uh, the only issue with him is he doesn't see power play time. Mercer is in that top power play unit, but if he's playing on line with Hughes uh, and Mercer, Sharon Govich should be fine. Basically, everything Mercer is doing or Sharon Govich is doing to this point is in line with where he was last year. He's got two goals, uh, sorry, two points, one goal, one assist in his first five games. His shot volume is consistent with last year. He scored 24 goals in 76 games last year. So uh, things looking pretty solid for Sharon Govich as well. So those are the top streaming options based on the schedule this week. Um, we'll be back, you know, with more streaming options as well later in the week, you know, the Friday, Sunday, uh, rolls around or we're looking at back to backs on the weekend. There's lots of games on, on Saturday and Sunday. So lots more streaming options ahead this weekend, but for now, those are the guys you're going to look to add to start the week. And then we, uh, we'll see where it all goes from there. See how things unfold. Yeah. Um, who knows? Might have some more injuries. And if we do, then guys are going to move up the lineup, move out of the lineup. And, uh, and you know, that's what we got, uh, that's what we got our other episodes for, but um, no, I think these are, these are great options. We definitely want to, uh, you definitely want to start, uh, you know, start the week with a little bit of a lead. So with a little bit of heavier schedules today and tomorrow, I mean, we don't usually see, I believe it's six games today on a Monday. So with that happening, um, feel free to absolutely abuse those streaming options and, uh, and get ahead early. But uh, other than that, we're just going to keep, keep hoping that, that these injuries stop because we've seen a you know, good amount of fantasy players kind of kind of go down in these first two weeks so for us it's great because we can suggest waiver guys but you know for for the general hockey community we don't love seeing guys like Patrick Laine go down and and Nikolai Ehlers yeah you don't want to see Nick Ehlers and and, and Laine and these guys go down but you know when it opens the door for for you know you throw them on your bench sometimes it's not the worst thing you can you can just start moving those players in the lineup and 
Get your Kubaliks, get your Pintos, get your Confetti. Sometimes, like if you do it properly, and like you can really maximize the the amount of games that you get in a week, and and, and load your lineup up and and just dominate. So that's why we're doing this three times a week. This is uh, this is what it's all about, and hopefully, we're going to lead to a ton of fantasy championships this year. That is going to do it for season eight, episode eleven of the Daily Faceoff Fantasy Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Proxy. we got Beeps Bondi with us as well. We'll see you guys back here with Dylan on Wednesday. Six-game Monday slate. Peace. So blow a kiss and wrap me up in darkness Make it quick before the feeling sticks and holds I can't see no other way to come So pick up your bags and we can start something new again Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. 
You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.